writing the book, you have the words on the page and you're knowing that the reader's gonna be able to read the words, but with the audiobook going, I also get to bring some of the emotion behind it. My favorite section to record was the last chapter. It really ends on this note of black women betting on themselves. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet the lead pastor of Redemption Tempe, Joshua Ryan Butler, and screenwriter and reporter, Brianna Holt. Listen in to hear what inspired these authors to write their audiobooks and who they hope will most benefit from their work. Enjoy. This is Joshua Ryan Butler, the author of Beautiful Union, how God's vision for sex points us to the good, unlocks the true, and sort of explains everything. I wrote my book because I found that many Christians struggle with feeling like God's vision for sex is something they have to follow, but don't necessarily want to. And many people in our culture see God's vision for sex as something oppressive or archaic or outdated, whereas I found it to be way more beautiful and compelling than anything else on offer. And so part of my hope was to actually dive into, man, how God's vision for sex is so beautiful, how it points us to the good, it unlocks the true, and it sort of explains everything. I've found in my own life that the themes that I explore in this book are things that have radically transformed my life way beyond sex, but more about how I understand God, creation, salvation, the gospel. And so I wanted to just try and share some of those insights that have really impacted and been transformative for me. If I had to describe in one word what it was like to record my audiobook, that word would be fun. (laughs) It was actually a lot of fun. I found like the ability to try and bring some of my heart and passion and soul and intonation into it where, you know, writing the book, you have the words on the page and you're knowing that, okay, the reader's going to be able to read the words. But with the audiobook going, I also get to bring intonation and inflection and some of the emotion and emphasis behind it. And so I really had a blast. It was a lot of fun recording my audiobook. I realized I had trouble pronouncing a bunch of Hebrew words. (laughs) In my book, I had them where I knew what they were. I could see them. I could read them. But suddenly when reading, I was like, oh, man, I'm not sure actually how that's pronounced. And so uh, it was really helpful having a producer who helped me kind of look them up and find what the correct proper pronunciation was as we went along the recording process. I'm excited that listeners will be able to hear my heart and voice behind the words. You know, my first book, there was an audiobook made for it, but I didn't even find out it was being made until after it had already been recorded by a professional voice, which was awesome. It was a great project and fun to listen to. But now I feel like, man, there's so much behind the words in terms of your heart, your voice, your emphasis, your intonation. That I hope that when listeners here are listening to this, they'll feel like we're sitting down at a coffee shop together or something, that we're at the table together where they can hear my voice and take in not only the content of the book, but some of the voice and heart behind it with me there as well. My dream narrator would be my buddy Warren. He's got this voice that's smooth like butter. We uh, do a podcast together. A lot of episodes we're on together going back and forth. And I always feel like, man, if I could trade my voice for anyone's, it would be his. He's also a rapper. He's got an album, a new one, Life is Alive. He's just amazing like in all sorts of ways, but his voice I'm just jealous of. And so, man, Warren, if you end up hearing this somehow, big shout out. You're the voice I would want to narrate my book if it wasn't me. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. I used to look to sex for salvation. 
I wanted it to liberate me from loneliness, to find freedom in the arms of another. But the search failed. My college sweetheart dumped me. I found a rebound to feel better about myself and hurt her in the process. I then fell head over heels for the girl of my dreams at the time and spent the next five years pining after this friend who didn't feel the same. I wanted to feel wanted, yet wound up alone. Our culture looks to sex for salvation too. We want romance to free us from solitary confinement, to deliver us into a welcome embrace. Hi, this is Brianna Holt, author of In Our Shoes, on being a young Black woman in not-so-post-racial America. My book is about what it's like to navigate living in a post-racial society as a young Black woman specifically. And as mentioned in my subtitle, I have post-racial in quotes because I write about in the book how I do not actually feel we are living in a post-racial era as the media has portrayed and wants us to believe. I was inspired to write this book when I was in quarantine at my mom's house at the beginning of the pandemic, and I was doing a lot of race and identity writing during that time for numerous publications. And I would read these articles, the drafts out loud, to my mom every evening before submitting them to my editor. And I would notice that when reading these articles, my mom either looked puzzled, or after I was done reading, she would ask for an explanation about some of the terms that I included in these pieces. And it made me start to realize that even though my mom is also a Black woman, because we have about 40-something years between us, there's a lot of problems that I am dealing with and my peers in this era that my mom is not familiar with. And so it made me realize that we needed some updated literature around the Black experience of young millennial women and Gen Z women. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word— That word would be nerve-wracking, especially because this was my first time ever doing something like this. I've had experience being on podcasts and even hosting my own radio show when I was in college. But reading a book aloud, you start to realize that there are so many words that you either don't know how to pronounce because you're not using them daily, or you thought you knew how to pronounce, but you're pronouncing them with an accent or the way that you've heard other people around you pronounce them. So it was a little nerve-wracking to hear myself read these words incorrectly and then finally just get the hang of it. I actually realized I didn't know how to pronounce the word femme, and I feel so stupid for saying this, but I guess I thought F-E-M-M-E was pronounced femi. And I was saying earlier that I think I got this idea from hearing femi used on TikTok And it just goes to show the influence that TikTok has over my brain that I have been mispronouncing a word this entire time. (laughs) I'm just mostly excited for listeners to hear this book in my voice. I remember originally when Penguin came to me and asked me if I wanted to record the audio myself or if I wanted to hire a voice actor. I originally was going to do a voice actor just because I'm inexperienced in this area and because I just felt like it would sound more professional if a voice actor did it. But I think a memoir, but more specifically this type of book where I'm writing about the experience of a young Black woman and my experience in detailing my life throughout my childhood, throughout adulthood, I think it was really important for me to tell these stories myself just as I wrote them myself. My favorite section to record was the ending, the last chapter. It's my favorite chapter in the book. I feel like it's the most 
I don't want to say the most positive because the other chapters aren't negative, but it's the lightest chapter in the entire book. And it really ends on this note of Black women betting on themselves, really tapping into self-care, and really putting themselves first. It was very fun to write, and it was also very fun to read and hear out loud. The way that I prepare to record my audiobook is that I have a few different friends who are authors themselves and have recorded their own audiobooks, and I just ask them what tips they have. Koa Beck, who wrote White Feminism, who I also quote in my book, I'm really grateful for her. She told me to drink a lot of green tea ahead of going into each session, and I think that really helped because I definitely wake up every morning with a very froggy voice that lasts for about two hours. Also, another friend just told me to be yourself and to not think too much about how you sound and just read it as if you were reading out loud to a family member. And it made me think back to the times that I would read my essays, these articles out loud to my mom. And when I would just like imagine that in my head, I got a lot more comfortable. If I had to record again, I mean, I would bring my glasses, which I finally brought on the last two sessions but didn't have on the first one, and I was really zooming in on the words. And specifically the studio, I would probably bring a blanket. <laughs> if I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would probably cast Gabrielle Union. I think she has a very warm and inviting voice. I love listening to her talk and watching her interviews and even just how she sounds when she's acting. I've always admired her voice, and she definitely has one of those voices that if you're listening to it with your eyes closed, you're like, oh, this person sounds really good, and... I aspire to sound that way. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. The summer before I went into the third grade, my mom allowed me to get my first relaxer. No longer would I be teased by the kids in my class for having kinky hair. I thought having a relaxer would magically turn my hair into white girl hair. And since no one made white girls feel like their hair was ugly or untamed, I would be saved from any more bullying. Once I had joined the relaxed hair group, only one black girl, of the five black girls in my class. Jackie had natural hair. While Jackie experienced being told her hair was ugly and nappy, the other black girls and I acclimated easily and made friends with non-black girls quickly. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.